I started when you were drinking water. I'm sorry. Nice. It's the... We're using plastic bottles. That's bad for them. <clears throat> we're recycling those plastic bottles, so they're controlled and contained at all times. Good okay. enough? Are we yes. buying that? Yes. All right. This is a sustainable podcast. Sustainable podcast. And professional. The home <laughs> so of I professional hear. podcasting. The home of sustainable and podcasting. recycling. So. Recycle, kids. Captain Planet is our next guest. Hey, we are doing sustainable farming at Zyger Farm with our grass-fed natural finished beef. So, this, so. this episode sponsored <laughs> by Zyger Farm. Yes, indeed. All right. We're in Acts Chapter 5. We are. We're actually going to pick up at the end of Acts Chapter 4, as we oh, talked sorry, about last ahead. week, because it's really a lead-in to what we're looking at. And so we, it, in, in our last podcast, in our last episode, uh, and in the last sermon... Sean we were, Connery on <laughs> We, uh, you know, we saw all the believers gathered. They were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything uh, that they had. This is at the, at the end of Acts Chapter 4. Uh, picking up with verse 33 here. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy mer- persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which meant, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the, po- the money I'm struggling here, brought the money and uh, put it at the apostles' feet. And then it goes into what we're going to see in chapter 5. But what's happening as they're together is there's a powerful testimony. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the unity of the body focused on Christ means I don't care about anything else. I'm not, I'm not stressing over my possessions. Uh, all I want to do is express my faith by loving other people. Love God above all things and love other people as much as I love myself. So as they're playing that out in their lives, that means if, if you've got a need and i got a thing, I'm going to give up my thing to take care of your need. Hmm. So that's how it plays out. Nobody's worried about how it looks. Nobody's worried about the credit. None of that stuff. And yet now, in chapter 5, problems begin to arise. We talked last time about the, the focus on, reality, on the reality of Christ frees us from the pull of lesser things. But what happens when Christ's followers don't have their focus on the reality of Christ. And we get our focus on earthly things, and and that happens in the church. And let's be honest, we recognize that it does. It does happen in the church. We see scandals all the time. Well, this is the very first church scandal that happens, Hmm. the first church scandal in history. Up until now, and we're only, you know, five chapters in, we've only had the church for the last three chapters. Two, three, four, that's all we got for the church. Didn't last long. And, well, that's, you, was, you know, look where sin entered in, right. in the beginning of right. Genesis, right? So we get creation in one, details about the creation in two, sin in three. We're really we, good at screwing things up right away. We really are. <laughs> and so now what we have, so contrary to anybody who thinks we can be good enough for God in any way or, or earn our way to it, if there is any possible way to mess it up, you can guarantee we're going to mess it up. Multiple times And over. if there's anything messed up at all, it's not good enough for God and can't be. Right. There is no so, zero. So if you were coming for an uplifting podcast, this was not it. <laughs> but th- there is no hope. There is only doom. There, there is no chance of, of, of making it better. Except I need more for, coffee. Except for God himself intervening to make it right. Ah, uh, there's the caveat. So 
because God himself intervening to make it right is the only hope that anybody ever has, he sent Jesus. Mm -hmm. He loved the world so much that he sent his son so that anybody who believes in him, trusts in Christ alone, Christ alone. Not multiple Christ. Not no, multiple Christ, no. Um, anybody who does then doesn't have to perish, even though everybody has to perish. That's, we all die and we all are condemned for our sins. All of us suffer. All of us are, are doomed to eternal damnation because of our sin, because we're separated from God and we have zero chance of fixing it. But he loved us so much to send Christ so that if we trust in him, we don't have to have that. Instead, no we get eternal to love life. Us so much because Zero. We, we mess things up again and again and again. And, and again. God goes out of his way in the scriptures to emphasize that. Mm -hmm. he, he makes that so clear. Man, I tell you, anybody who, who doesn't want to read the Old Testament, you don't get the gospel. You can't get the gospel fully until you get the very dark, horrific picture of who we are and what our life is about. Yeah, the Old Testament's real intense. When, when God says to Israel... I chose you not because you had anything to offer. You had nothing. You were small among nations. You were pathetic. You were weak. You, you're, you're lying in a pool of your own blood. And I covered you with the hem of my garment. And I redeemed you. And I made... And then we see these pictures over and over again. Boaz with Ruth is a picture of Christ. As, as he redeems her out of her poverty, she doesn't have anything. She doesn't bring anything to the table. Only need... And he covers her and takes her. And we see this over and over again. That's where we are in our natural state, is we have nothing to bring but need. We contribute nothing to our salvation but the sin that makes it necessary. There is no hope. There is no joy. There is no peace. No chance of winning. Christ alone brings perfect salvation, complete, whole acceptance. In him... We are fully adopted and accepted by God, loved beyond reason. And as we see that play out, the, the, to think that there is anything else that matters, we just don't get it. When you put it that way, no, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. How could you focus on anything else? So then, as we see the book of Acts, they are now, after three and a half years of ministry with Christ, now they're getting that. Mm hmm and they're like, it only took three and a half years. Wow, mind blown. You know, I just, I, I, oh my goodness. So now all of a sudden it clicks for Peter. It's not, not denying anything anymore. It's like, oh man, I got to talk about this. And they're, they're, and think of all the things Peter has seen and been through with right. Jesus, yeah. and it's taken him this long. And so now, now that it's in him, and now that the Holy Spirit is in the in the believers, right? They get it. The Holy Spirit makes them bold beyond what they could be. They can't be bold enough in their flesh. It's not in them. They don't, they don't have the courage, and they demonstrate that over and over again. But now, you know, as we saw last time, they're praying, Lord, you see the persecution that's coming. Just make us bold. Don't take the persecution away. I'm sure they'd be happy for that, but they didn't pray for that. They prayed, make us bold. Do mighty things through us to affirm your word. And he does, and they're unified in their focus on Christ. And that focus on Christ frees them from the pull of lesser things until they stop focusing on Christ. And that's where we pick up in chapter 5. So, having Now seen, that we have two minutes to talk about. Having seen, well, that's great. <laughs> having seen that Joseph, known as uh, Barnabas, sold a field he owned and brought the money to the, and put it at the apostles' feet. Uh, now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, mm -hmm. but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. 
we kind of get a tone already that there's an issue afoot here. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Now, understand, Peter wasn't requiring them to do any of this. Right. This was not part of the deal. There was no communism going on here. It wasn't like, hey, you, everybody has to give up all your stuff. Nobody was requiring them to sell the land. Nobody was requiring them to bring the money. Nobody was requiring them to sell the land and, and bring all of the money. Maybe mm -hmm. bring whatever you feel is right. In fact, he goes on to say that same thing to Ananias. Verse 4, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? you got a choice. This is your land. And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? You could have done whatever you wanted with it. You could have given it away. You could have brought it here. You could have kept part of it. You could have kept it all in your pocket. The problem was you pretended that it was something else. Right. You were concerned about keeping up with the Joneses. You were concerned about these people seeing you as more holy than you are. So the issue here, there is a greed issue, but maybe more than the greed is there's a hypocrisy issue. You are here pretending to be something you're not. Your focus isn't on Christ. Your focus is on all these lesser things. So it's things. not the act of what you did, it's where your heart lies. Not according to what Peter's saying, right. not according to what, what we're reading here. It, it, it's 100%, not that he kept back part of the money, right. it's that he pretended not to. Right. That you were concerned about the stuff and you were concerned about the reputation more than you were concerned about Christ. So he says, what, what, what made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to men, but to God, which never really works out. Verse 5, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. That's a shocking church service, right? So Slightly. you came in, you sinned, God judged you in front of the congregation, you drop dead, you get buried. And then we continue on with the service, apparently, because... <laughs> What's for lunch? <laughs> about three hours later, his wife came in. They have longer services than even we have at Real Life. <laughs> Uh, they, about three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me this, is this the price, the price that you and Ananias got for the land? Uh, yes, she said, that is the price. So the lie here is this whole thing that, this is the whole price that you got, you brought it in here. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they'll carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Yikes! This is a, a crazy serve, uh, church service they're dealing with. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church, not surprisingly, and all who heard about these events. It's going to be interesting as we see this play out. People still are believing, but anybody who's not believing is afraid to be associated with them. Right, right, because right. Because this is freaky stuff happening. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is active. And one of the things that... that jumps out of this is God is more concerned with our holiness than anything else. Not the appearance of holiness, not the appearance of love, but holiness and love. The faith in Christ, the focus on Christ, expressing itself in a love for others in a generosity that, that puts self behind. Not put self at the front like, hey, look, look what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I sold this field and here's the money I got from it. Well, maybe not all of it, but I want you to think of it. Mm -hmm. Wanting to be noticed is a horrendous sin. Not being noticed, because everybody knows what's going on. It's the wanting to be noticed. It's that desire to take the spotlight. The desire to be front and center. Everybody notice me. The focus needs to be upward. 
not on anybody on stage, not the person in the pulpit, not the people leading the worship. The focus must be on Christ. And when that happens, all the rest of the stuff kind of falls into place. We will talk more about that on Sunday. This is intense, slightly. Intense enough to go a little long. Yeah, <laughs> just two minutes. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about this on Sunday, and then we'll get further into it, our, our discussion next week. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs>